I am Betty Collins, and this is Inspiring Women, a podcast presented by my company, Bradyware. This is the podcast that advances women toward economic, social, and political achievement. And I, Betty Collins, am here to inspire you today on your journey in life, which includes so many things. This is all about you. I am thankful that you're listening, but more importantly, that you're investing time in yourself. You can find more about inspiring women in this episode on the resources tab at bradyware.com. So today is a is a great topic, and it's a topic that I really wanted to have um, a great conversation with a great woman who I've known for some years, and it's all on advocacy. And it's it's not politics, it's advocacy, although that includes politicians, right? So I'm really fortunate because in central Ohio is where the government is for Ohio, right? And so you have a little bit more access, a little bit more easier. Um, and so there's a lot more lobbyists here. There's people who you can connect yourself with. But I really didn't know much about advocacy until... I was in um, the National Association of Women Business Owners Columbus chapter, and they are known for advocacy. It's it's kind of their different um, characteristics compared to other groups in town. And so I started seeing that, you know, hey, we're going to go um, talk to this senator, or we're going to try to get to the governor's office, or we're going to do these things because we want to tell our story, or we want to communicate what's important to us. And I really didn't really think much about it till in 2019, I started, I was going to become the president of that, that Columbus chapter in July of 19. So I went to an annual, um, NABO's annual training in DC, but it's also really their advocacy um, day. So the presidents and the new incoming presidents and the past presidents all meet for a day about NABO and training. And then we have a day or so on um, advocacy. And we actually, in the year that I went in 19, we actually get to get in these big black SUVs and went in a parade over to the White House grounds. And if you know the White House, you're not walking in the front door, but there's other buildings on that grounds. And we went to the Eisenhower building and we met with, at that time, the Trump administration officials all, you know, all morning long. But it was the coolest experience and it was invigorating because I saw everyday people who wanted to serve their country, not what you see on the news, that want to make noise. These were everyday people that wanted to, to hear from you. And then from there, we got back in the cars and we got to go over to the Hill and we met with our different um, various senators on both sides there. We met with the um, National uh, Chamber of Commerce and heard what where they were. And it was all geared to women, women-owned businesses, women's capital access, you name it, the topic was there. And the more I was there that day, the more I said, these are some everyday people who want to make a difference, and they're the influencers. And it dawned on me, advocacy is where I want to hang my hat in the rest of my career as I, you know, I'm a CPA first, but I I really am involved with women groups in town. So today, um, I want to talk about a very, very amazing organization called the Ohio Women's Coalition. And the executive director, it's the first executive director, she's going to tell the story of, of this, but it's Rachel Winder, 
And she has an amazing story. I'm going to let her talk first about what she does for, she's like me, she has an everyday living and then she really advocates for women. So Rachel, welcome today. And just give Thank us, you. you know, tell us a little bit about you, the law firm you work with and, and, and what you, you know, what your passion is. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. It's yes. great to be here. Um, so as Betty said, I'm Rachel Winder. I am, um, I'm a lobbyist by trade. Uh, it's not a dirty word. We do a lot of important work. It's a good thing. It is a good thing. Um, and I've spent the last 30 years working in and around the state house, um, you know, for various entities. And I came to Benish Law, which is where I am now in 2013. And I started my own practice inside. It's a, it's not a legal practice. It's a government relations practice. And I was so lucky to have been introduced to the National Association of Women Business Owners early, early on um, in my trajectory at Benish, maybe in 2014, thir- mm-hmm. end of 13, 14. Um, and I was fortunate enough to become their public policy advisor. So, and their first, yes. their first public policy advisor. And they, you know, in, including Betty, they are filled with um, really uh, passionate, you know, yes. women that, that understood that they needed a, a bigger voice. Right. Um, and I learned a lot through that experience. Is I'm not even sure, like, we knew, and maybe we still don't even know exactly what we need, mm-hmm. but we knew we needed more. Right. Right. <laughs> Whatever that was. And so we just started, you know, picking away. Right. At, at things that you know were, were lacking when it came when it came to women-owned businesses and, right. and public policy, and it sort of has become my passion to examine and figure out the intersection of public policy and women-owned businesses. Correct. Um, so Navo Columbus, we they accomplished a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a lot with with you know the issues that they wanted to tackle, and one was they we created a definite Mary McCarthy brought it to us and she said, we need a definition of a micro business mm-hmm. because a small business is defined as anywhere to 400 to 500 employees. And <laughs> that's the very small number of, con- uh, of companies in the country have that many employees. This is yeah. not, that's not a representation. It's not a true representation. And, and especially for women owned businesses, a lot of our, you know, the members of NABO and others, you know, we're, we're solopreneurs, right? So we created a definition of a micro business in the Ohio Revised Code, and it means uh, you know a company that has fewer than twenty employees, which is just close to the majority of businesses in the state of Ohio. See it all the time. Ninety-seven percent of all businesses have you know are are micro businesses, Um, and so now we have that definition in the Revised Code, and and we can you know steer programs that way that are are there to benefit you know micro businesses, our size businesses. Right. Um, And then we created this amazing program, the Women's Business Enterprise Certification Program Mm -hmm. in Ohio. And and the goal of that program really is just to increase contracts to women-owned businesses, not just government contracts, but private businesses. Mm -hmm. And and so we created this this certification program, and it was brought to us by, you know, some great NABO employees, you know, um, Mary Korn and Sean Skinner and Jeannie Gochin, all the names that I know you know. Yep. They're so passionate, and they were experiencing an issue um, because they wanted to compete for contracts in other states. Right. So Indiana is an example. They went to Indiana. They have a really robust women business enterprise certification program, which means they steer contracts specifically to WBEs. And mm-hmm. and our our friends, you know, Sean and Jeannie and Mary and others wanted to be certified by that program so they could compete fairly with other women-owned businesses that were certified. And they were told, you can't be certified. In Indiana, you have to be certified in your home state. 
Well, Ohio doesn't have a certification program. So there's absolutely no way that we can compete fairly with these other women-owned businesses in those states without a a program. So we put one in place. Right. Nobody said we could. Right. But we did. (laughs) It's one of our proudest, you know. Yes. It is one of our proudest accomplishments. And now we have this WBE program in Ohio. And I'll talk a little bit more about sort of what that's meant for Ohio. Um, But so through my experience... um, with NABO, you know, I just learned that women needed so much more. Right. You know, it, it, and hopefully you in the audience will, will think, well, I'm not certified. Well, I'm not, I don't want to get certified. I don't need to be certified or this doesn't apply to me. If, if you understand two things from this today is that there's a lot of issues that still need advocated for women and women-owned businesses. We focus mostly in the business area, but access to capital is is one of the crucial things. And so you would be surprised. So don't, don't shut your mind down, but knowing who your representation is, and especially the environment we're in right now, is crucial. And so I've watched and, and worked along the side of Rachel, and I wanted to talk about something really that I'm totally passionate about, which is this Ohio Women's Coalition. So one day, I get a call from Rachel, and she said, uh, you know, we have this thing going on called COVID, and it's March of 2020, and guess what? So I'm going to let her go into it a little bit more, but tell us a little bit about the Ohio Women's Coalition, because it is the it is the hottest thing in Ohio, women, so if you're not a member or you're not, you don't know what it is, we want to make sure you do today. So tell us about it. Oh, I'd love to. Um, so the Ohio Women's Coalition started out very... Um, organically back in March of 2020, the middle of COVID had just started. And, and uh, those of you are, who are in Ohio, it was, it was right during the time when Governor DeWine and Amy Acton were, you know, uh, Dr. Acton from the Department of Health were coming on our televisions every day at two o'clock and talking about everything that was happening and with COVID and after they shut the economy down. And they created this, this um, advisory council or a panel of businesses they, they called the Economic Recovery advisory council mm-hmm. um which was you know businesses from across the state well we got i was the public policy advisor for nabo at the time and we got a call from some other amazing women business or women or women's organizations uh, around columbus and around the state and they were concerned that this advisory organization did not have enough representation of women did not have enough representation of minorities and did not have a single micro business on uh, on the panel and these are the people that are making decisions on how we're going to op- open back up the economy in Ohio. Because it was just going to be a couple of weeks. <laughs> it was just going to be. Yeah, that's yeah. right. They're getting ready to open right. it up back in yes. you know, April, right. you know, early April of 2020. Um, and so they, all these women's organizations across Ohio were going to join together and write a letter either to the governor or to the media or to the editor. Um, just expressing their concern about why this organization, you know, why this uh, advisory committee was not representative. And they came to Nabo Columbus and they said, will you sign on to this? And, and leadership at Nabo Columbus, was that you or were you? That was myself and Michelle Casper at that yes, time. Yeah. So you and others, you know, brought it to me and said, you know, is this something that we should sign on to? And um, I, I read and I looked at it and I you know, I, I know the governor, you know, and I know right. he's doing the best that he can do. And I know that he's focused on trying to put this back together. And I said, let's just see if we can get a seat at the table. Maybe we can right. find a spot for us, or maybe we can talk with his office and make sure that they are considering our thoughts. And 
So I suggested that, you know, give me an opportunity to reach out to the governor's office and see if we can get somebody to talk with us. Right. Um, lo and behold, um, Zoom, I'd never, I think I'd maybe been on one Zoom call <laughs> <Yeah>. in my life. <laughs> All of us had only been on one Zoom call, so we get it. So um, we were able to get the governor's advisor for, to this economic advisory committee and all of these women's organizations, which in my point, my mind was the coolest part of yes. this. Forget the governor's office. This was so cool that we had all of right. these women's organizations. We're talking Nabo Columbus, Nabo Cleveland, the Women's Fund, Weld. Um, the WSBA. The WSBA, the right. Dress for Success, um, the Asian Score. Pacific, SCORE, Thrive. I mean, all of these people on this call. And and the governor's office, you know, he, he was great. He listened to us. He And, you know, he maybe got off after 30 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. And the rest of us stayed on. Yes. And we just talked about the issues that we're dealing with and right. what we're, you know, like, and it was just really inspiring. Yes. And so we all agreed, let's do it again. Let's yep. do it again next week. Yep. And so I was like, okay, well, let's bring, let's invite somebody else. You know, let's, let's have a guest, right. but, you know, also continue mm-hmm. talking amongst ourselves. So I, we called and I think we, the next week we had a woman who was sitting on that advisory committee mm-hmm. up in the Cleveland area. And we got her to join our call and talk with her about what her experience is like and if she could help make sure that our voices are being heard. And, and, then, the fo- and, and then we had another great conversation. Right. And the following week, um, I invited a, a, a staffer from the Department of Development and they instead bumped it up to the director and they mm-hmm. said the director would want to be on this call yeah. and instead we got you know so i always joke like i usually get you know bumped down right right <laughs> you got bumped up to the top i got bumped up to the top because this is an audience that they want to talk with right um so it sort of worked both ways so long story short we incorporated and we mm-hmm. became the ohio women's coalition and, and betty as you know didn't hesitate to jump on our board nope absolutely <laughs> uh, by the way i'm the treasurer imagine that i'm a CPA. she's the yeah. treasurer poor thing <laughs> so we got great uh financial advice and but what the audience needs to hear of what she just talked about was she saw something geared to women women business owners it triggered something within her that said, and even though she knows the governor, not all of us do, obviously, something triggered her to go, we have to do something. We're in that environment a lot today, but you got to do something in a way that works, right? You got to have a voice that people can hear so that then they can listen. And that was the lesson I learned in the early days. We were nothing more than every Friday at 11 o'clock, you know, and there were sometimes there might have been 75 to 100 women. Mm-hmm. I might, hopefully I'm not inflating that, yeah. but it was like, this is what I'm going through. This is what we need. And, uh, and the traction of this group took to new levels. So then we were like, okay, COVID's not over. It's not going to be over. It's lasting much longer than we all thought, right? And we said, what do we want to do, which is, is that? And, and I was the one who said, well, we're just a coalition of voices, you know, and then we started thinking, how do we do that? But why did it become Ohio? You know, let's go that it's not just the Columbus area. Why did we go Ohio? Well, that yeah. So I mean, we had had a lot of success um, with Nabo Columbus, and you had yeah. said it's a local chapter, right. right? But we created a statewide program, the WBE. Yeah. That's for the entire yeah. state of Ohio. Um, but what I was learning when I was talking to legislators, and we were having legislative events, and we were. Um, ad- advocating and lobbying, legislators um, are asking, do you have my constituents in yeah. your 
organization, you know, are my constituents going to be at your legislative event? And I was like, only if you're in Columbus, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because Mm -hmm. we're the Columbus chapter and those are our members. Right. But the president of the Senate and the speaker of the house are both from Lima, Ohio. They want to hear from their constituents. What, so, so where are the women businesses in Lima? And, you know, the chairman of the finance committee in the Senate is from Cleveland, Ohio. And and the chairman of the house finance committee is from, you know, Akron and they need to hear from their constituents. And I, I knew we needed a statewide voice and this just became an opportunity to to be able to have the voices from every, every corner of the state. And that, and that's what also, you know, again, when you're thinking about, I don't know my Senator, I don't know my rep. And yet we have people in Cleveland who are in powerful positions or in what you said in Lima, it's not just Columbus. So, so making sure that you're at these table with influencers and is is crucial. It, it's just important, and that's why I'm all in with Ohio the Ohio Women's Coalition because it is we're just everyday people trying to get little things done. You know, because one thing we saw during COVID, and I don't want this to be a COVID topic, but everybody had access to PPP. If you were an employer and you had po- employees, there was no how long have you been in business. How, uh, you know, we need all your tax returns for three years and we need this and we need this and we need, it was, how can we help you and how can we empower you? And, and so we wanted to take that concept absolutely along with the Ohio Women's Coalition. So when you look at this, you're looking at this, you're trying to have an intersection of policy and, and then the success of women business yes. and pulling that all together. What have you helped accomplish for women business owners in Ohio so far? The coalition. How, what have we done? Yeah. So, oh my gosh, we've had we've had a lot of success. We've we've more to do. But yeah. um, you know, I mentioned the micro business definition. I mentioned the WBE, which recreated. But right. what what was so crazy is the OWC. We started informally having these calls every Friday, and one of our calls we invited the um, governor's chief of staff. Mm. And, you know, and I ask our members and everyone on the calls, you know, what do you need? What do you want? Access to capital, access to capital, access to capital. We don't need a lot. We need $5,000. It would change our businesses, you know, but we can't get it because we don't have, we haven't been in business long enough and they only really, all these different reasons why it's just so hard to obtain. So we talked to the governor's office and she invited the director of development back on our call again. And the two of them just listened to us, two wonderful women, by the way. Right. (laughs) That's Governor DeWine. They happened. Yes, he does. He's got a great cabinet full of women. Um, so they listened. They understood. They heard us. Mm-hmm. And out of you know the, the the budget of the state of Ohio, you know, it's forty plus billion dollars was introduced um, maybe January February of twenty twenty one, and it included two ten million dollar loan funds, one just for women owned businesses and one for minority and women micro loans. Right. $20 million. It's crazy, you know, that that right. is, was part of the statute. We immediately went to work. We right. started, uh, t- we testified in committee. Mm-hmm. We had the most uh, pieces of, of written testimony of any issue in the committee that day. I testified in person and we fought to keep those dollars in the budget and they stayed. And we have these loan programs now in the state of Ohio, first, first ever. Right. Um, in the history of the state of Ohio, where women-owned businesses were even mentioned in the Ohio Revised Code. Right. 
I mean, I hope you heard that first ever mentioned. I mean, that's amazing to me. But as we, when we got, and I, and I honestly, I thought we'll never get 10 million over two years or we'll know. And it was like, wow. And you know what the, really the key was we asked. Yeah. And not only did we ask, we were ready to ask. And we, and, and you were, you know, you got enough people around you again, the influencers, that's who you needed to ask. And we did it. And so if you're a women owned business and you're not asking and you're not pushing with data and with all of the things that you know you're probably not going to get anything if you don't right so so when we got the 20 million or i should say really rachel and in the ohio, no, women's Co- but no. ohio women coalition there yeah. was a lot of people that were involved with that they just all did the part that they could we then said we've got 20 million reasons to tell our story you know and and so we became but we're known in ohio especially in the way i mean we're it's a known no maybe not to the general public as much but it certainly is within the influencer groups so what other things though i know you have a minority financing advisory board let's go through some of those things yes. that has really been impactful so you know we mentioned the wbe that was created and we're seeing we're starting to see these ancillary impacts from the work that we're doing that mm-hmm. is like it literally these these kinds of things give me chills you know right, so. right. <laughs> But there is, you know, because this loan program is, is becoming so popular and women businesses um, are are stepping up to the table right. and they're asking and they're getting these loans. They've given away, I have it here somewhere, they've given away almost three, almost five million so far. Mm. And we've got another, you know, 15 million to go. So right. get your loans, you know, get your loan uh, applications in. Yes. Um, but... Part of the process with the loans is the very last thing that you do is you go before this this organization called the Minority Fi- Minority Financing Advisory Board, and it has members appointed, I believe, by just the Department of Development, Director of Department of Development. They okay. might have some uh, governor appointments, but they all have to give a thumbs up and sign off to the yeah. money that's being, you know. Which, good. That's yeah. good accountability. That's right. all good. <laughs> right. You like that. Yes. Um, and I started attending these meetings because I want to see what's happening with these dollars that we advocated for. I want to know what they're doing with them. And I look around the table and it's it's all men, right. which is fine. I mean, it's fine. And they're all very diverse, right? But they're giving away, they're, they're interviewing these women and these women-owned businesses. Where are the women? Right. And so what's happened is they, they've recognized it, that they need to be more diverse. Obviously, right. they need women businesses on this. They you do. Know. They do. And so they, they have a gentleman who's stepping aside to make room. Very good. So Very they're good. literally making room at the table for women-owned businesses, like like we talk about in right. a, you know, sort of a, a imagined way. And here it is like right. happening. Right. And there's another open seat that they're making sure is filled by, you good. know, so they're making good. room for us. So that's just been amazing. The other thing that, you know, we re- learned recently is the WBE program is only, you know, a year old. They had, that we passed the bill uh, maybe in tw- at the end of 2020. And then it, you know, they had to write the rules and they had to go into, and it went into effect. And it's not even been uh, around for that long. There are ne- nearly as many uh, women-owned businesses or women certified as women, women business enterprises as minority business enterprises, mm. which is so interesting to me because the MBE program has been around for 40 years. Wow. We're 100 wow. businesses off from having from the same them. number as they do, which is just incredible to me. Mm-hmm. Like, why have we not had a right. voice before? Right. 
So that's crazy to me. And, and, and again, you know, like we want to lift everybody up, you know, right. we're not competing with anybody. We just want equality, you right. know, and everything that, that is happening at the state level, public policy and everywhere else. Absolutely. And, you know, in my, when I look at what my mom, you know, and she, my mom was a very, um, she, she was interesting because she, she was your typical, I got married when I was not 18, 19 and, and we had kids and, and my dad was the patriarch. He was till they were 85, till he died when he was 83. And, and she will, she sat my sister and I down, you know, when we were teenagers saying, you're not going to do this. Now today she's like, this has just gone too far. <laughs> but in her <laughs> mind, she got her daughters to be educated and self, you know, mm-hmm. independent. I'm still going, we still have things because you can't believe that men and men aren't bad are making decisions on women. Right. They're ma- <laughs> but they're making decisions on women-owned businesses. And it's like, where is the... So we just still have things to advocate for. That's my point. You know, yeah. we still have to push these things. But if you don't ask, it won't get done. And if you don't say, I want to be at that table, you will never be there. Yeah. You just won't. I just so, want to mention one yeah, other thing ahead, that, that adds to my chills. You yes. know? So we just learned from the Department of Development that they have asked every agency in the state to predict how many contracts are will be going to women owned businesses for the first time in the history of Ohio. So now every single state agency that contracts for anything, and you'd be surprised how many things they contract with. Mm -hmm. The prisons contract with yoga instructors, you know, there's, there's a lot of opportunity out there for folks that don't think they might want to look into being certified or, or, or work with contracts. Um, but so they add every single state agency now has to make a deliberate dis, you know, choice of writing mm-hmm. down the number of contracts that they expect to go to women businesses. So it's no longer, uh, an afterthought. It's right. a deliberate, you know, idea of where these contracts should go. And that's the success of Indiana. So when you look at a state like Indiana, they have benchmarking, you know, which everyone always kind of hates benchmarking and yeah. maybe affirmative action type things. But it's like, if you don't start there, it's all just really good rhetoric, you know, so there has to be some accountability to it, you know, that, hey, this is, is um, this is something that we have to achieve. So that's a, in my mind, is, is a great it's start. A start. It's a it's great a start. start. Hey, we're asking the question, are we making sure we're doing that? Yeah. And that's, that's, that is chilling. I mean, that it definitely is. is, that definitely is. So, and, and what's interesting about Ohio Women's Coalition, I do want to make this clear, it's very bipartisan. Um, because I don't really, you know, I'm I'm a kind of a conservative by nature in many respects. So I'm kind of the sometimes the outlier in the room. But it, I don't care if I'm with an independent or a, or a, li, a liberal or a moderate Democrat or a right winger or whatever you want to call everybody. If they understand the passion behind the Ohio Women's Coalition, we're gonna we want them to hear us. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to have our voice with them because you just never know who's gonna be the one that you that that influencer is gonna go. I might be over here, or I might be over here, but I can I get it. Yeah. I get what you're saying, and so we are very bipartisan. I, I want to make sure people understand that. But you've accomplished a lot. I mean, it's really amazing um, what you, the board, um, and how our members are growing. Our sponsors are stepping up. But what's next? You know, what's mm. next for the OWC? What do we got coming? Oh goodness! So because you can't top that year, I think. But I shouldn't yeah, say that. Yeah, I don't we know. Need to top well, that year. <laughs> well, so we have to protect our, our twenty million. We have a we right. have a budget every two years. We got to make sure that, and we, maybe it should be more. Well, you know? I, I want to put this out there: the the Ohio Women's Coalition is in its infancy stage and has accomplished this much. It's in a very <laughs> infancy stage yeah. for a nonprofit. So to go and say, yeah, we influenced and got twenty million dollars in the budget for a state in like year one 
maybe a little bit. <laughs> right. I mean, you're like, wow, you know. So what? But what's next? Yeah, and by the way, we because we're in our infancy, we're we're growing. We need members. We need board members. So yes. if you're listening to this and you want to be a part of it, you know, it's you can stuff. be. You can help us figure this out because we're we're still young, very right. very young. We're any growing. treasures out there? Any CPAs out there? <laughs> I'll move over to something else. Yeah, sure. Well, yeah. Well, we'll just, no. we have a great treasure. So what's next? Um, so, you know, you talked about um, uh, like metrics in Indiana, right? Mm-hmm. So they're sometimes referred to as like set-asides or goals, right? So they yeah. set aside a certain percentage of contracts and those set-asides go to whatever preference program, whether it's minorities or women or, and then there's goals, right? Which is, um, they don't, it's not a, a mandatory, but agencies need to aspire. Right. <laughs> Right. To hit a number of those many contracts going to women businesses. Um, and in Ohio, we have four different preference programs. We have a minority business enterprise program that has a 15% set aside. So 15% of contracts go to minority certified companies. We have uh, an EDGE certification, which is economically disadvantaged companies. If you get certified there, there's a 5% goal. So agencies you know, are, try to mm-hmm. aspire to give 5% of their contracts. And it, it can be a subcontract, too. You can be a sub on a prime right. contract. So 5% goal. Veteran business enterprise certification certified companies have an extra point. So when they put a bid in their score, they get one extra point if they're a certified veteran. And then the WBE, the women's business, they have nothing. So mm. we don't <laughs> we don't have a goal. We don't have a set aside. We don't have a point. But all these other things do. All these other things do, right? Yeah. So we do know that there's the whole system needs to maybe be revamped and looked sure. at. So that's certainly something that we're advocating. We're talking to the powers that be about that that doesn't really work. You know, maybe we need to take a step back, have an umbrella yeah. type program where everybody fits under it mm-hmm. or something that makes sense. But before you even know what it should look like, you need to understand the data. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and you need something in place called a disparity study. Yeah. And that has to be a statewide state sponsored study that courts can use if these mm-hmm. programs ever get challenged. So if you're a minority or a women business and you win a contract and somebody who lost the contract is upset about it, files a lawsuit over this, these yeah. programs, um, you need that disparity study to defend yourself. And there hasn't been, the state of Ohio does, and there hasn't been one done. I couldn't find one actually. I did research. Yeah. It's at least 20, I think more like 30 or 40 years that one has been done, if it's ever been done. So we are advocating for the state to fund a statewide disparity study. And what would be in that for anyone who maybe they don't know what, I mean, I never understood the the, um, power of data until I have been involved with this. So what would be in a disparity study? So, um, you know, I, I don't know if you, rec- I'm sure you recall, we met with Governor DeWine. A bunch mm-hmm. of us sat around the table. We met with Governor DeWine and we said to him at the time, hey, we need goals for women-owned businesses. We need, we need to require your agencies to give us contracts. Right. And he goes, how do I know that you have the capacity in the state to, you know, respond to, I'm going to put an arbitrary number on my agencies and tell them that they have to hire these, but I don't even know if we have these mm-hmm. specific businesses that are owned by women. women. So how do we... Right. And so that's what you'll find out, you know, yeah. like you'll find out not only what, how has the state been doing in the way that they contract, you know, are they right. contracting fairly, equally, or is there, you know, a disparity, you know, right. a proven disparity with using data. The city of Columbus just did one. They found that there were disparities. They found that there were underutilized companies and they found in some instances there were not disparities, right. you know, so that's what we hope to learn, but on a statewide basis. Yeah. And then also the capacity of the, right. co- of the companies in the state. Right. And then they, they will have recommendations on how to even out, you know, whatever they find. And maybe, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we're doing great. I doubt it, but maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't know. <laughs> but we don't know. Right. 
And so even even legislators that are, you know, by nature do not support these preference programs, and I understand it. It's certainly not, they're terrible. I mean, they're, to get certified is a burden, you know. So it's that's hard. something else we're doing is trying to ease that certification process so it's more streamlined. Right. Um, but we just want to we just want to see what's out there, and we want recommendations put in place by you know utilizing the data so we can right. just change the way that things are done in Ohio for the better. It, and studies make so much sense. I mean, I, like with NABO, um, there's a person um, she owns uh, Measurement Resources, Sherry uh, Cheney Jones, and she's great because she can come up with not just women are it's not fair. It's like uh, by the way, here are how many women-owned businesses owners we have. Here's how many are under this revenues here's how here's how women are paid versus because she's gone out and she's gotten real data yeah and again when you put that in front of your influencer it's it's huge so a disparity study would be great what what other things do you feel like you're gonna you know what's next what's on the agenda oh well i mean so uh so we're starting to, you know, I t- we talk about government contracts a lot, but the private industry, the private mm-hmm. um, sector, you know, also these, especially the larger businesses, they contract all the time too. And and supplier diversity is mm-hmm. the Huge. buzzword of the day, yep. right? And they these companies a lot of times don't know where to find the, where are these right. diverse suppliers, mm-hmm. right? So we've recognized that the Ohio Women's Coalition is an opportunity for suppliers to get in front of hundreds of yep. women businesses who want to work for these companies, hundreds of, of WBEs in the state. So as an example, we have a um, we have a guest coming at the end of June. I don't know when this is going to be heard. The end of June, okay, June 17th or so. If it's yeah. already passed, you know, you call us. We'll tell you about it. Okay. <laughs> but the National Supplier Diversity Director from Intel is going to be joining the Ohio Women's Coalition, um, and they have $500 million set aside for women-owned businesses. Wow. So we're going to talk with the the head of that that mm-hmm. uh, initiative. Right. And we're going to – she's going to tell – if she wants – she was excited to get in front of us. So we'll learn about that. And we also have some interest from Ohio Health, and we have some interest from Wright State. And so we're trying to connect, be a connector for right. these women right. and the supplier diversity folks. Um, and then I mentioned, you know, we got to replenish the loan program, and we got to streamline the WBE certification process and all right. the certification processes. So those you are know, a few things. People do get really wrapped up in, oh, the certification, all the paperwork, and i got to hire a consultant to get it because I can't I keep getting denied or they keep sending it back. And, and so that streamlining would be huge. But we got to keep the budget now going. But that's exciting about meeting with Intel. Again, yeah. we just, you know, Rachel was really triggered by a committee that she saw that was not representing the business community, which is a lot of women-owned businesses are the, are the ones who keep starting them. And so now here we are. We're going to be in front of this large, large change to the region called Intel. Yeah. And we're going to be at the table. Yeah. You know, you just started out with, we got to make a difference. And, and, but you also have to make a difference. you got to be prepared. Nothing is easy, but you can make it easier. I mean, that's, you know, right. so in the certification process, you know, for me, I am a shareholder at Bradyware, but I'm not, I don't have enough, you know, I mean, there's 21 of us, so it okay. doesn't really apply to me, right? I mean, it can in some ways, but, but for you that are in the audience going, that's not me, I'm, you know, and, and we're not advocating, there's so many women's issues we could be advocating for, by the way, that we said we're going to narrow this and keep it focused, but maybe one day, you know, you'll have to, a staff of 20 and we'll get to do all this, oh, right? Someday. <laughs> well, just real quick, you just reminded yeah. me that the WBE, um, 
these loan these loan programs they put in place they put the um, parameters around you know what you have to do in order to be eligible for the loans and they're mm-hmm. requiring in the microloan program that you are WB or MBE certified right so even if you don't do government contracting you can you get should, right. access to these you know three percent loans yeah and then the WBE loan program which is a larger loan program uh, they're not requiring that you're certified and so if you're not certified you're and you do win a loan or you know, was right. that the Qualify. word win? Yeah, win, yeah. You've won the lottery. Yeah, yeah. You get the loan. Yeah. If you get the loan, if you're eligible for the loan, um, it's a it's a three percent interest rate. But if you are WBE certified, it's a one point five percent interest rate. Right. And I said three percent on the MBE, it's not, I'm sorry, it's zero percent yeah. on the microloans. So right. these are the loans that we've created. Is, right that we're going to replenish in this next budget. Right. So what I would tell you is get educated about what these things mean instead of making an assumption, this doesn't apply to me. I mean, really dive in. And as women in this audience and key women in management or players in in organizations, or you own your own business, this is the moment to grab. Yeah. Right. Oh, and the OWC. So tell us your five and 10 year plan and Hey, you're going to retire as the executive director of the Ohio (laughs) women's coalition, right? Oh my gosh. I mean, I don't, you know, when I think ahead five to 10 years, I honestly, I mean, I just, I think there's just no stopping us. I don't, I just, we just need to grow. Uh, where are we going to be in five to 10 years? I look at us like I want to be, um, the you know like an Ohio Chamber or like mm-hmm. a NFIB, which is the National Federation of Independent Businesses. I want to be big and powerful, yep. and I want people to continue to listen to us. And I want people. So what we we just need uh, support. You know, we need members. Right. We need sponsors. We need people who are passionate about what we're doing. It's really cheap to be a member. You know, yes. we tried to make it affordable. It's a hundred bucks, hundred twenty five dollars, I think, for the year. Right. We really tried to make it affordable, but you know, we want lots of lots of you right. to come join with us. You know, one of the things that why the coalition took off so much was those Friday calls had, you know, 50, 70, 100 people on them. And your your influence, your senators, your representative, your directors in the government, the governor's office, they saw the power in number. Mm-hmm. They're like, this is like a lot of people. Right. So, okay. So, so that's a reason to really join. And you also are supporting other women business owners, yeah. you know, and, it, and it's, again, it's, we're not going to get you with, you know, all these fees and all the, we're going to be really reasonable in in how we're going to get you involved. Um, so, so why though beyond, Hey, the influencers and, and, um, we're making change and we had a, we had an, I mean, amazing eight, basically about 18 months, two years and made so much progress. I can see five to 10 years you're accomplishing this. Right. But what other reasons would you support or join the OWC beyond that? I mean, I love the camaraderie of it all, I can tell you. Yeah, oh, well, I mean, it is great. You know, we just, we, some of my favorite moments were when the, our special guest, and, you know, we've had uh, the lieutenant governor, we've had the mm-hmm. secretary of state twice, we've had director of development a couple of times. You know, we, our legislators, you know, we've had a, the editor of the dispatch joined us. I mean, yes. we, we're bringing these amazing people to the table. So you get the sort of a firsthand view of, um, of, of these folks and what they do. And you're, you sort of have a, a front row seat. I mean, right. and we do zoom it just to make it convenient. We've done a couple of in-person events. Um, we're, we have a great event coming up. Yes, I think tell we're them all talk about, about this. Okay. this is why you join because this is a, this is real stuff. So, you know, Betty is passionate about advocacy, right? And that's what we're trying to do. We are an advocacy organization. That's why we, we exist. We're not necessarily a networking 
organization, but you need to network with your legislators. You need to right. network with the influencers and the people, and you need to know them. So when you when you need to ask for something, you already know them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the upcoming Women's Leadership Conference, which you know Brady Ware is is helping to sponsor along with the WSBA, and I think the Better Business Bureau. the Better Business Bureau. Yes, yeah. We we started this conference. Brady Ware started this conference in 2014, and so this is our ninth year. And what I wanted to do this year was include a lot more advocacy with it. Because last year we were virtual, which was not my preference, but we still had 164 people register and we had 102 to 110 people were there on it all day. But at noon, Governor DeWine came in and zoomed in and people... You don't have to like him. You can love him. I mean, but it was the governor of Ohio was there. And so we're going to have some really cool stuff throughout the day at this conference on June 24th. You really definitely want to check it out. Um, it's on Brady Ware's website, but it's the Women's Leadership Conference. And so tell us about what you, your firm is a sponsor. Yes. And we're going to have some fun advocacy. I know we can't tell who's going to be there yet because a lot of times they can't commit till it gets that, but... Tell us a little bit about how advocacy in your firm is going to play a role in it. Oh, well, we definitely, so we have some invitations out to some high-level folks. We did get confirmation that the director of the Department of Development, Lydia Mihalik, is going to be speaking to us at lunch, which is amazing. And she is Mm -hmm. the person, she just inherited all of these preference programs. So she's trying to learn about them, and and she's in a position to change them, you know. And and so she's really passionate about what we're doing. She also controls the loans. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's her agency that's given up so so she is and she's the one who's asking other agencies how many contracts are you going to give to women businesses so she is just a huge supporter you know when i i sent her an email when i saw these these dollars in the budget and i said oh my gosh thank you thank you thank you yes. and she responded to me with one sentence we heard you mm-hmm. exactly. i mean i like it's crazy it's like wow you know advocacy really does matter so she, does. lydia's going to be there and then at the end of the day, we're going to have a really fun, relaxing reception right in the hotel, the same area. Mm-hmm. And we're inviting uh, p- policymakers and public officials and candidates. Mm-hmm. And right. you're going to be in the room mingling with folks that are going to be making decisions about you know things that impact you on a daily basis, not just right. in your business, but your personal and wherever. And and so we're really excited about that. It's important. Um, and, you know, that's going to be, I think, what, 3.30 or 4 o'clock? Yeah. Um, so the conference is, is an all-day conference. But if you just can only come to advocacy, you can come. The only downside is you have to pay for your own drinks and the cocktails. If you <laughs> attend the conference, you actually, we have five women who have stepped up right now to pay for the cocktails for that, for that hour and a half. It'll go 3.30 to 5. But we're going to have players in the room. So why wouldn't you want to be there, right? Why yeah. wouldn't you want to come to it? But last year, um, uh, Rachel was so supportive in in, in her company. Um, Benish was so supportive in sponsoring this, uh, and they're doing it again this year. And then this year, we're going to bring a lot more players. We have some other surprises, maybe, hopefully, for that, but um, that will be there that day. But it was really, really, it's going to be impactful, so you want to be there. It's. Let me just tell you that, Mary McCarthy and Betty Collins know how to put on a conference. <laughs> they know how to put it's it'll you will right. leave inspired. You will be um, interested throughout the entire day. There's actually too yeah. much on the agenda. I want to do more than right. you, you, the time even allows for us to do. Right. Um, but they're always great. Because we'll kick off with a really great um, uh, breakfast speaker. She's uh, She just wrote a book. It's on. It's doing really well on Amazon. And, um, and then we'll have a national speaker, Cindy Solomon, at lunch. We'll have 15 breakout sessions. So you can choose through the day. There's exhibitor tables if you even want to do that. And, and in the, in 2019, we had 
probably, I'm going to say 250 people there all day. And we had another 70, probably 50 to 70 for lunch. I mean, it's well attended to have a, to have 2020 where I had to just cancel it. It wasn't appropriate with um, health and everything and, and the uncertainty of that time. And then for 21 to still have that many people, because we just had great speakers. So um, at the end of this podcast, we'll get you actually where you can register and be a part of it. So make no mistake, uh, Benish Law, Rachel Winder, we're going to have really good influencers in the room throughout the day, and you you don't want to miss that part of it. But I really appreciate you coming on today. And if you want to know more about the Ohio Women's Coalition and yourself, where can the audience find you? So definitely check out our website. It's www.ohiowomenscoalition, all uh, one word, dot org, mm-hmm. org. And I actually, Betty, you'll be proud of me. I've, I've upgraded the website. I've been... Hallelujah. <laughs> figured out how <laughs> to do that. Yes. We're still in our infancy. We also need some yeah. website design. If you do website design, <laughs> check us out. Yep. Um, but www.ohiowomenscoalition.org. You know, please join us if you can. And my yes. all my contact information is on there, including my cell phone. Call me. Yep. I'd love to talk with you. Join us. If you want to talk more about some of these topics, whether, you know, it be certification or how do I get involved with these loans or those, I mean... The OWC is going to be able to give you that. They're going to be able to give that information. So today we didn't talk about politics, and we and we tried not to talk about COVID as, as little as possible. But we did talk about the importance of influencing, and, and Ohio Women Coalition is doing that. And we as women, whether we're in business or we're not, or we're key players, or we're just we just want to help women. We want to help further things along and empowerment. Make sure you're in the right room with the right people. Ohio W. WC is what we call the High Women's Coalition can get you there. But I appreciate you listening today, and I appreciate that I have this opportunity to hopefully inspire you in some manner. And this is Betty Collins. Have a great day. As your career advancements continue, your financial opportunities will grow. You need to be prepared. And you can do that by going to our website, bradyware.com, to find out more about us and the accounting services that we provide. All this and more about the podcast can be found in the episode show notes.